0: Women Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Crater celebrate the thoughts and opinions of magnetic, spirited, and influential women. Each week, bold, brilliant women spark vigorous conversations on the complexities of life, love, and happiness. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Crater.
1: Ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Crater and this is Dynamic Women Talk Radio, the place where we sit around a table. I've got my hot chocolate. I hope you have a glass of wine or (laughs) water or whatever it is. I'm freezing to death today in Southern California, so I've got my hot chocolate going. But we are here today to talk about women friendships. Now, in the past episodes, which you guys can find on Dynamic Women Talk Radio, we have talked a lot about how if women could unify, you know, we could really change the world. But a lot of times women are our own worst enemies. And we've kind of beat mm-hmm. that horse to death. And so, Linda, I'm so excited today to talk about women friendships, especially oh. lasting, solid Amazing, empowering, uplifting, Mm -hmm. comforting. And it's so fun today because I have on the show today uh, Frankie Picasso from Toronto, Kathy Kraftke from Texas, Linda Crater from Washington, D.C., and Kimberly Rinaldi from Los Angeles. You know, for women that are like my go-to girls, I call you guys my core girls, like the people that I call and cry or pray or rant and giggle. So <laughs> for me, it's a great. It's like a girl party. But women friendships can be very complicated. And I'm going to go to Linda uh, Crater first to talk a little bit about the complications that we face sometimes.
0: That's a really interesting perspective on the friendships, because I tend to think that Friendships with women have uh, several different phases in our lives. I think when we're younger, um, I'm speaking only for me here, but when I was younger, there was a, a competitive streak in me, not that I'm slightly competitive in general, but a competitive streak, both personally and professionally. And then, which to me is is kind of a hurdle that we're talking about. Then when you're married, it's, it's very different. And then when I found... Uh, myself divorced that was a little different and a burden in some ways on friendships but I think in terms of friendships with women a lot of it has to do with how comfortable we are with ourselves and accepting of ourselves and that has to do with maturity in some ways but also accepting of others and I, I think women friendships can be extremely Uh, valuable and as you've mentioned long lasting and deep and true and there are those friends that are with you lifelong and they always know you they always see who you are and they're very very precious and and I love those but I do think it changes over our life cycles our decades well
2: happy crafty east texas Thank you, Sandra. I just love it that Linda mentioned competitiveness. And I remember feeling so insecure as a younger woman. And and then I went through some hard times and found out that the biggest blessing in my life could be other women. So my perspective mm-hmm. really was transformed. But I love it that you brought up competition because I just wanted to share this with you guys. Y'all know me <laughs> so well. I'm very competitive, but I was sitting in a counselor's office with my husband as we were trying to work through and renegotiate our marriage. You know And the counselor said, well, you know, competition can be a symptom of self-righteousness. And I was like, oh, what? You know, because I just we were just competing with each other. But there are times when it's really healthy. It gives you a motive and an incentive. And it can be really motivating to do something wonderful. So I love it that you mentioned that. I think as women, that is that is a red flag. We do have to watch our, mm-hmm. what is motivating our our competitive spirit. Are we just about the team and getting things done and being collaborative? Or are we competing with our husband and it's really divisive, you know? So from my own experience, I know it can go either way. Mm-hmm. Well, and
1: I want to jump in here and talk about women's athletics, you know, because I played right. soccer, I swam, and, you know, that required you to have healthy competition. I'm not saying every time it was healthy, but I think of Bridget Smith, and we were both butterflies, and we used to try to beat each other, and when she would beat me, there'd be a, an immediate burn, but then I would be happy for her. And we talked about this one time later on, how how we really spurred each other on to to, to be our best. Um but you know there were times when coach had to wrangle us in to really to really kind of level the playing field and go look you know you guys it's good to compete it's good to do your personal best it's good to want to beat your competitor but once you get out of the pool you shake hands and I think that's one thing that men get really well that women sometimes struggle for and maybe I'm going to get heat for that but Kimberly Rinaldi go ahead.
3: You know what I'm mean, going to agree with you on that though Sandra. Um mm-hmm. I was not competitive in sports growing up, but I had more male friends and got to experience that. And while I didn't compete in sports, I got to experience that via them and became very um, I, I did weight training and I ran and I did that sort of for myself and got to enjoy that and it was a it, it's a healthy outlet and i don't think competition is necessarily a bad thing i just think boys get a lot better direction around it than girls do and i think that's something that we need to teach girls to do
1: you know let's, Picasso.
4: thank you i wanted to two things i wanted to bring cuz cuz what you what you girls brought up about competition brings up mean girls
1: you know mm-hmm. there 's a difference
4: between being a mean girl and a competitive girl,
1: mm-hmm. and I
4: think c- you know competition is healthy and when you were competing in swimming and I completed in competed in swimming that those those are healthy competitions you know they do spur you want to do your best, but when you 're mean and you attack girls at school or in different places because you can or you 're the popular one um, that that 's not right like that 's not healthy um, but i wanted to, I wanted to bring up this you know i've got I've got a best friend who we've been friends for forty years, however, you know, like you said at the beginning of the show, we're your go to girl Sandra, and you're my go to girl too. We're online friends we've never met in person. however, does that make our friendship any less real? Uh-uh. No I don't think so
1: I don't wow. I know until you said that. I'm like, yeah, I've met Kimberly Rinaldi. I've met Kathy Craffey. I'm like, I haven't ever met Linda Crater in person nope. or Frankie Picasso. And I can't believe that. Like, we talk almost every day. Yeah. We laugh. I mean, we know so we much Skype. about each other. We Skype. We see each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, have I physically given you, a, you know, a big bone-crushing hug? Because I think you're both peanuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can to have a Group villa. hug. <laughs> group hug. Uh, But women friendships like that, they're interesting and they're they're kind of dynamic and uh, fluid. Have any of you ever had and I I'm going to I call them my misery friends when I was going through my divorce, my mom was dying and my my you know, finances were falling down around my ears. I had three or four misery friends. And they were friends that I could count on to moan, groan, and whinge and and complain. And as I got healthier and stronger and put my company back together, put my reinvented myself for SAN 4.0, my my latest software to run my my human operating system. Um, <laughs> they fell away because they said, oh, well, Pollyanna's back or, you know, happy girl is next and blah, 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 blah. And I know they were kind of teasing me, but, but I didn't fit them anymore. They stayed stuck in the misery mode and I, I moved back to my natural joyful self, Kathy Kraftke.
2: Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I I think sometimes, and I know I have walked in this myself. It's a real temptation for all women To feel like we don't have power and we are victims. And so then we end up attracting other people who are going through a tough time or we try to comfort them, but we're also sad and miserable. Of course, everybody faces hard times in life. And as women, I think that's what I love about this group so much. We're so open about all that and so close And in fact, I was so encouraged to think that y'all, some of you guys had never met each other because I'm sort of the new one in the group and that just made me feel great. But the fact that we're all so close, it wasn't just my imagination. But, but as far as having misery friends, there are friends that come beside you and uphold you and pray for you and laugh with you and give you perspective. And one way I pick those friendships for myself when Dave and I were really struggling in that one moment in particular, but we had other things along the way, I could tell, I could rant and vent to one of my girlfriends and I could tell a true friend because she would say at the end of a conversation like that, you know, I love listening to you. I'm so sad y'all are having to go through this, but your husband is awesome. Don't forget it. And that was just such a good reminder to me. That's a true friend when they can hear all your hurt and see past it and really encourage you to grow and and thrive and make the decisions necessary that you need to to take care of yourself and be healthy, but not, not stay in your misery, if that makes sense. Maybe somebody wants to expand on that. <laughs>
0: you know i, I it 's funny this is linda i I really feel like i I was a little more like Kimberly Rinaldi. I had more male friends, and in my divorce i didn 't have a close female friend that I could talk to, not at all, but I was grateful for the lifelong people i 'd known since I was fifteen sixteen years old who knew me well and who validated from both the the relationship side and also from a die side. So it was very helpful to me. So women friendships I have found um, were more in my happier place or my reinvented place, that kind of thing. But my my misery friends were my lifelong male friends, which I found very interesting. In fact, the women in many ways acted during the divorce as though it was contagious, and in the neighborhood it, there was even well, there were lots of divorces happening at the same time, so perhaps it was contagious, mm-hmm. We were almost social pariahs. So, and and none of us chose that route. It was sort of given to us, if you will. And so I found it very, very interesting.
1: Wow. Okay. So I'm going to go to, oh, we got to go to commercial break. So when we come back after the break, we're going to talk more about this um, because when I went through my divorce it's when it really cranked up the heat on my female relationships and friendships um, but I love that idea that like somehow divorce is contagious so when we come back from the break we're going to talk more about women friendships, the good the bad and the ugly and we are Dynamic Women Talk Radio and if you liked what you heard today you can find us on iTunes, you can go to Dynamic Women Talk Radio you can just sit back relax kick your feet up enjoy some time with these wonderful girlfriends now we're here today with Frankie Picasso out of Toronto uh, Linda Crater Washington DC Kathy Kraftke, East Texas and Kimberly Rinaldi Los Angeles and I am your host Sandra Beck this is Dynamic Women Talk Radio when we come back we're going to talk more about when trouble comes do your female friends stay or do they run away We'll be back after the break.
0: We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
5: According to Men's Health Magazine, Australian researchers found that every hour in front of the TV trims 22 minutes from your life. A study at the University of Vermont discovered that overweight participants who cut their daily television time in half from an average of five hours to two and a half hours burned an extra 119 calories a day. Another study reported that overweight people had an average of 3.4 television sets in their homes, while lean people had an average of 2.6 television sets. It is reported that of people who lost weight, 63% of them watched less than 10 hours of TV a week. All this research should encourage you to watch TV in moderation and choose to go for a brisk walk instead of sitting in front of the television. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Hey there,
6: it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Put your name and email address in and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts.
1: Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Crater, Frankie Picasso, Kimberly Rinaldi, Kathy Krafke, and we are talking about women friendships, and one of the things that Strains or enhances a friendship is the process of divorce. Now, I'm just going to say very few things go right in my life in the last decade, but one of the things <laughs> that went right were that my female friends rallied around me. They showed up in court and watched my kids during, you know, some of the court proceedings for child custody. They stood up and wrote letters and they, 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 um, they, uh, um, you know, went to the, the, um oh, sorry, guys, I'm having a hard time today. Uh, they went to the court and advocated for me on behalf as a as a person. And, you know, they couldn't have been better. You know, one of my friends sent over her husband to fix both my air conditioning units. I had another one that fixed my pool filter, another one that helped fix my oven, to fix my car. I mean, maybe they wanted to get rid of their husbands. I don't know, but they were sending them over. But I think that, you know, these women knew that there was like a no- barred. I would never go after their husbands. I don't know. We had a good solid friendship that way. But I know that for other women who have said to me that their divorce caused their female friends to like mm-hmm. lock up their husbands and mm-hmm. um you know, I I think it's interesting. So who wants to go first and share about that? I do. It's Frankie. Frankie. No. Go, Frankie go. Go Frankie. Go. You know, go. I,
4: let me tell you something, a little story. Um I, I was married a couple of times and my second husband said, I know when, I know when divorce is coming when you lose weight and look great. Oh, and my. that was true. You know what? I left him. I had lost a lot of weight and I, and I did it to the first husband too. And I think, it, and it's not intentional. It's not intentional. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get good looking and I'm going to go and find somebody new. It wasn't like that. It just naturally happened. However, you know, married people do not like to hang out with single people. Because right. it, it's a threat to their to their marriage, good, bad, or ugly, uh, true or not true, right? It's not mm-hmm. true. However, you will lose a lot of friends, and and you know because it, they don't know who to be loyal to, you or him. You know that's part of it. Uh, the women, uh, you know, you are looking good, and you are a free agent now. And and you know what? Like, hey, you, maybe you will steal their husband. Who knows? Why would you? Want their tired husband. Who knows? But. <laughs> you know that that's the reality of it, and yes but you know i I once had um a neighbor ask my husband, "Oh my gosh, she's so fat- how could you sleep with her and then you know two years later he's like coming after me because i you know had a transformation, so you just you just never know right you cannot trust cannot trust those guys
0: <laughs> it's so interesting you talk about the they're loyal the uh, two times in my life where I had um one woman friends said to me i love my women friends because i've never been betrayed by a woman and i stopped and i said well i have and in both cases it turned out to be that their husbands had done something really bad Mm -hmm. um, not not toward me or anything but and in a country about who to be loyal to and both times i was thrown under the bus in a rather um brutal way. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking lifelong friends. And so I believe that betrayals can happen on both male and female friendships. But it does boil down to that loyalty point. In one case, the the husband should have been in jail. And she risked a lot by staying with him. And our friendship has forever changed. And I regret that. But it was meant to happen so I think that loyalty aspect is so different because you are right married people don't like to hang around with single people you're that odd wheel Um, there are certain social occasions that fit with you know someone you know coming unpaired but it, it draws a line that does separate women sometimes from social things does anybody else find that out yeah Kimberly Okay so I think that has to do with
3: a generational circumstance partly. Okay. Um for me and it's so funny that you're talking about that I have two dear friends they've been married 50 plus years they're um, 70 and 80s and I just turned 50 so I'm I'm the baby of the group. And when Mr. Rinaldi and I got married we would get invitations to go do things with them. And Rick and I both have businesses and we run a hundred different directions. And very often our schedules are not synchronized. So my responses 20 years ago were, you know, unfortunately, Rick's not available, but I am. And bless my dear friend's heart. And and we travel with them. We love them dearly. Well, maybe next time, dear. Mm -hmm. And one day I sat her down and I said, you know, it really hurts my feelings because before I got married, I was, company I was the third wheel it was right comfortable and now that I'm married I'm getting disinvited if I don't it's like my guest pass I guess I don't huh. know <laughs> and she stopped for a minute and she said well I just didn't think it would feel right for Rick for you to do this stuff I'm going out there this weekend for five days. Um, (laughs) We're over (laughs) this Clearly
0: it's comfortable. Right. Yeah, clearly
3: it's comfortable now. Um, But yeah, it was, it was interesting. So it was having the conversation, the difficult conversation The you know, hey, why am I not, do I smell when I'm not with him? What's going on? So I think it's generational because I encountered that only with them.
0: Do any of you have issues where you're not invited? When you're in a single state? Because my female friends who are married will only be able to get together when their husbands are traveling. So, -hmm. therefore, it's hard to maintain those friendships um, at the very close level because you don't get to see them but two, three times a year. When we do, it's marvelous. You can catch up immediately. But I I find that unless it's a summer barbecue where there's a lot of people, if it's a paired dinner party or a let's go out someplace, that doesn't happen. Do others of you find that, Frankie? Oh, I think really wanted to go. You know what? Um, I just, I fall took
3: 30 days and traveled with a friend. I'm going on a cruise next month with another friend who's single. I I was single till I was almost 30. So I was the third wheel. And I'm very conscientious about that with my girlfriends. And single, paired, partnered, whatever the circumstances are, these are still my friends and I facilitate time for those friendships. And I really do push Mr. Rinaldi to do the same with his friends, mm-hmm. single, paired, married. And there, he has some friends who are married that I'm not particularly, I'm not going to say I'm not fond of them, but I don't have a lot in common. So when they do the inviting, I'm like, dude, go, enjoy. I'm going to go do something fun. <laughs> well,
4: I, well, can we talk about... Um, like, fr- like all of you I'm listening to you most of you talk and you've got you know lots of girlfriends I don't have lots of girlfriends Mm-mm, matter of fact I probably either. have maybe like one girlfriend and all of you <laughs> and the reason mm-hmm. probably is because I traveled like my parents moved a lot so I didn't get those those close friendships in high school that would last a lifetime or college or any of that stuff so I mean I was always moving around all the time do I need friends yes I love to have friends I'm I'm a great friend I know that but I also don't have a lot of time for friends Maybe. And it's more difficult now that, you know, I'm hitting 60 this June. Um, it is more difficult to meet people and become friends with people um, because, you know, you have a husband. Maybe you don't like he doesn't like her husband. So you can't really socialize with them or I don't like their wife and you can't socialize with them. So, you know, it does make those things a little bit more difficult. Uh, Yes? Okay, Linda, go.
0: <laughs> well, no, no. I, Kathy had had uh, oh, okay. earlier about you know, part of that is because you're an introvert or an extrovert. I also don't have many, many friends, but the ones I have are dear. Right. And, and so I think that's part of it. But Kathy, you had a comment about that.
2: Well, yes, I was thinking about just the difference in the way Dave and I interface with people. I, I'm, I just love to go to a party, and if there's anyone in the room of a, maybe 100 people, <laughs> I'm going to meet that one person I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my husband, on the other hand, is so much more comfortable when we have, in fact, we just did this recently. We have another couple we just love and a, a friend of ours who is divorced, but she's one of my very best friends. And the five of us like to go out. But I but I always tell my my girlfriends, when you're single at our age, in, in your 50s and 60s, You've paid such a high price for your freedom. You've either been through something traumatic like a divorce or a death. Maybe you're a widower or a widow. So don't give up your freedom easily. You, you really want to hang on to it and cultivate companionship in all the ways that fit you. And, and I think that really matters. Being introverted or extroverted, I, I don't think, I mean, I think it's so easy to look at somebody and say, oh, she's the life of the party. She has so many friends. And not recognize that introverted people often have a few key relationships that are really deep and beautiful. Those those are just, I mean, either way, both are so good. Mm-hmm. Kimberly?
3: You know, I like that introvert versus extrovert perspective. Surprisingly, I am an adaptive introvert. I love my alone time. I refer to them as circles of support. And I have literally dozens of them. There are people I went to school with, people I grew up on my block with, women on my block that I live on, students, clients, former employees, um, you know, lifelong friends and friends that I'll meet next week. And while some people fall into different circles and some circles overlap, there are things I share in my life with the various circles. Mm -hmm. So You know, when people tell me it's hard to make friends, I get that. I am an introvert. But I also understand I'm not going to expand beyond myself by not expanding beyond myself. Does that make
2: sense?
0: It does. Uh, Kathy? Well, I was going to say,
2: I know we're going to a break, but when we come back, I really want us to talk about how to make friends when, when it isn't your natural thing to meet every person in the room. Or when we like I did at one time I avoided social settings because I felt so insecure even though I'm an extrovert so I want to talk a little bit about how we make friends and where we find people we love.
0: That's a big topic. That's a, that's a good topic. I think it's mm-hmm. important to know uh, whether or not you are an introvert or an extrovert because you can find yourself questioning yourself about oh gosh, so-and-so has, you know, 50 friends and they're always going away for the weekend with their girlfriends. And then I'm more of, of, I believe it was Frankie who said introverted and Kimberly as well, where I have close, close friends and can catch up for three hours as though there was five minutes between the last event. But it really does make a difference whether you want to be surrounding yourself with a lot or if you recharge on your own quietly and uh, Reflectively, and I do cherish my alone time as well. When we come back from the break, we will continue to visit with Frankie Picasso and Kathy Krafke, Kimberly Rinaldi, Sandra Beck, and myself, and we will return and talk more about how do you make friends at this stage of the game, or if it's not your natural. uh, introversion or extroversion that makes you embrace change when we come back we will talk about it you're listening to dynamic women talk radio and we'll be right back we're dynamic women talk radio and we'll return after these short messages
7: Fun facts about noses and ears, I'll bet you didn't know. Did you know your ears secrete more earwax when you're afraid than when you aren't? And generally, people with asthma have better hearing than those who don't. Now, here's a word for you. When someone gets their ears pierced, they're actually piercing their pinna. The pinna is the fleshy part of the earlobe. Did you know it's possible to sneeze so hard you can break a rib? That happened to my husband's secretary once. And according to research, you'll blow your nose 250 times this year. Scientists have also determined that the smell in your right nostril is more pleasant, while the smell in your left nostril is more accurate. By the way, twice as many men as women can wiggle their ears. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too
4: Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. We are—we find that we talk on the breaks, and that we wish that some of those conversations could be on. But why don't we pull some of those right into our conversation right now? And we are talking about friends, making friends, especially in our later years—forties, fifties, sixties—and onward you know, I think we've come to some conclusions about who we like to surround ourselves with. We know that there are some high maintenance friends that can be perhaps for a, a shorter period. What do they say? A reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But I think that there are some people that just use you up mm-hmm. and you, you have to set some boundaries on those, which may make you a little more reluctant to reach out to the next friend. What do you all think about that? Do we need to uh, surround ourselves with those that sometimes we help um, and then others that help us and what are some of the motivations for making friendships that are beyond just the enjoyment of one another who wants to go next well I, this is Kathy in
2: Texas Hi. and I want to say I I really understand that dilemma of not having friends or not having the right ones, there was a moment early in my life where I felt so insecure. It always surprised me that anybody even wanted to be my friend. And so I would avoid certain kinds of social settings just because I didn't think I was worthy enough. And what would I offer? So now I know that I have so much to offer because I just try to be myself and be real and tell the truth. And these experiences, some of them that have been painful have actually allowed me to be so real that what i've discovered is so many women suffer from the same kind of experiences that when you share them they open up and you develop these beautiful friendships. Okay, so when that happens then it becomes an issue of how do i maintain the friendships that are very precious to me and cherish the person standing in front of me when i know really my life is pretty full and i can't i can't take too much more time to add friendships. So to me that's a big dilemma.
0: That's a good point,
4: Frankie.
2: Yeah, yeah Frankie here from Toronto. I, I, that is a
4: really good point, Kathy. Friendships take, you know, nurture and care, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do you have time for friendships? And and so there comes a time where maybe you have to call your friends and, and you know, think about the ones that are really meaningful to you. Like the ones like yours, Linda, and mine that, you know, you, you might go three years and then... Tomorrow we talk and it's like yesterday. No, no time went because that's how great a friend you are or the ones that need your constant, you know, care and feed and the ones that drain you. I love my online friends. I do. I think like they feel real to me. I love you guys. I think, you know, I get so much out of you. Um, but And the ones that are here, maybe I feel grown them a little bit. And because I am a coach, and you know, you do counseling and things, people are attracted to that, you know, good or bad. And so they do bring you your problems a lot. And you know, we talked about suffering fools. And do you want to hear that same problem over and over? I did lose a a friend, we were really good friends for three years, we saw each other every single day, we went out for lunch and did all kinds of stuff. And then one day, she didn't call me anymore. And I Mm -hmm. think maybe what happened was, you know, she had the same issue over and over and over. And I, I kind of got to the point where if you don't do this, like, you know, I've I've counseled you on this. I've coached you on this. I don't know what more you want me to say about it, but I can't hear another minute of it. And, Makes and sense. so maybe they went, I got to go away and find, you know, somebody else with that, that neon sign over their head that said, I'll help you. I'll be your friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Kimberly Rinaldi.
4: You know, I, um,
3: I recently lost a 30 year friendship. Oh. And this was this was actually my ex roommate, and it was a guy. And um, it's his parents I'll be staying with this coming weekend. Love oh, them dearly. I got his parents in the breakup. Um, was but, it over Trump? No, surprisingly, um, we're both on the <laughs> same political side. I, and, we, and I'm a conservative, folks. You wouldn't know so it, am but I am. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, but no, he had been married once before, and he and I met for lunch every month for years. And in the first marriage, um, she was very jealous of our friendship and no reason to be. We were brother and sister in all energies. He lost his wife, unfortunately. A um, couple years pass, he meets some lovely young lady who I tell him, I-, I think she's great. Well, little did I know she was sucking up to me for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, they get together they move in and we go to lunch and as he's saying goodbye to me at my car he gives me a hug and he says oh and by the way this never happened i said the hug and he goes no lunch and i said excuse me and he said yeah and we'll we'll call her lisa for sake of argument or maybe because that's her name um (laughs) he he said um lisa has a real problem with our friendship and i said no, 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 I'm, I'm too old to play this game. I, I, you're either you're either facilitating her insecurities or you're tolerating them. And neither of those is acceptable in my world. And if that's the game you're going to play, you're going to play it alone.
0: Kimberly's Good for you. Just, Linda, I, I love that because that is something I don't tolerate either. All of my male friends know that they will remain my male friends even if, Um, Mm -hmm. I become married again, or I have other friends. I don't put women friends above my male friends. And I've been really hurt by that, where it was the loyalty issue that you're talking about. Um, But when you are not supported as a friend because it's not convenient, then that, I'm not sure, was a real friendship to begin with, or you question it later on. And again, yeah, Yeah, it's the tolerating or
3: facilitating that insecurity and that's something that i think we need to as women as friends as just human beings take that step back and look at how we're feeding that and stop it
0: (laughs) amen
4: frankie (laughs) and you know i kimberly um it was a really good point you made there about you know having that boundary around that But, you know, I remember not being able to come home from college once when, when my dad had remarried and I wasn't nice to his new wife. And, you know, like he said, I, my loyalty has to be to her now. Like Uh, that's my sacred relationship. So, you know, I love you. You're my daughter, but if you can't be nice to her, I, I have to be, you know, that, that's my mate. That's the person I need to be, uh, you know, I have the relationship that I sleep with every day. So, you know, does that, does that take precedence over friendship? Should it?
0: Walking is that down a the question? Aisle? Yeah. I, see, I, I, this is Linda, I, and I'm going to say that, you know, some of my friendships go far longer than any um, personal dating relationship or, or something like that. No. I, if I'm friends with someone, if I let them in and they become part and parcel of my tapestry of life, then no, I don't let anything get in the way. And so it just becomes – Maybe that's doesn't work for everyone, but I'm secure enough and my friends are secure enough that if they don't want to be friends anymore, okay. Then that's the way it is because you can't make someone be a friend anymore. So a sacred relationship, I get it, but then you need to be you need to have that set up in the beginning so no one gets really hurt feelings over being tossed aside and deprioritized. Who wants to go next?
2: Ooh, I want to jump in here because I think it's so important. One of my things that I say about my really true, beautiful friendships that that some of them are new, but some of them are really old. I I consider them like a tapestry, and they're the silver threads that pop up every now and then and just are so beautiful. They make the whole tapestry of life worth living. And, And I think if we keep that in mind, then we get this sense that our silver thread friendships are the ones that allow us the energy Whether we're an extrovert or introvert, it doesn't really matter. Those silver thread friendships give us the energy to go ahead and take that extra step of kindness or cherishing or respect of other people who really need encouragement along the way. I mean, we all need encouragement along the way. So it's so wonderful to have beautiful friendships that are silver thread friendships that that give us that energy to be the people we want to be encouraging other people as we go through life.
0: I love the Carol King quote, well done, well done, out of tapestry. Kimberly Rinaldi.
2: You know, I kind of, in thinking
3: about listening to the conversation, I kind of want to pull back to how do we make friends at Mm -hmm. this age? I'm Mm -hmm. 50. Um, I find that utilizing personal growth, going to classes, taking – conferences, doing things that I enjoy doing and finding those like-minded people and starting those conversations. That's like 50 to 70% of the um, battle, if you will, especially for an introvert. And again, I'm an adaptive introvert. I have to Utilize these exercises, or else I'd live in a cave because Amazon delivers everything.
0: I know. Um, <laughs> is that not the truth? It, it right? is. Right? There's
3: no
1: reason to leave the house in my world I love Amazon. <laughs> Me too. So, now I, they just need to order husbands and boyfriends. If I could yeah. just get, you know, like a tall right. blonde model and then maybe next week a brunette, that would be great, wouldn't
0: it? So you're yeah. just leasing. You're just leasing. <laughs> We just return
1: them. I mean, every return. return Okay, right. That's true. Stamp on his head. Send him out the door. A
0: drone.
3: Yeah, but that's that's my thought. Is if if we continue in our personal growth and put ourselves into situations where expanding, where we are expanding outward, this bumps us up against those energies that we potentially can call our new friends.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, Frankie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I totally lost what I was going to say to you guys about, oh, um, Talk, it was about talking making about making new friends. Yes, making new friends. I, I actually just had a coaching call with somebody. We were talking about a business of making friends. You know, how, to have a business where you know rent a friend because you know so many people at this age, at our age. Um, I think what you're talking about, though, uh, um, Kimberly, was kind of birds of a feather friends. So friends that you run with, friends that you you know you shop with, friends that you do other things with. They might not be the one friend, but they're they're the go to friend for. Um, you know, an event kind of, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, um, and that makes total sense. And that's how we would make friends at this age, I'm sure, um, other than online. <laughs> Sandra, Sandra, I remember once you told me that the reason you're a radio host because you could trash your ex-husband online. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will tell you like the first four <laughs> years, it was so great. Cause then I just, you know, I I just would say like my ex and his GF or his girlfriend. So I never used names or anything, but it was the <laughs> best therapy. And you know what? It really helped because he started listening and then he's like, Ooh, she's talking about me, but I could say things to him, you know, that, that, you know, like what we're bothering the kids and the guys of helping everybody else. But it really did. People would write in and go, "Oh my god, my ex does the same thing," and you know, I felt so validated and it, like, and it did. It worked. It was awesome. It's so funny, it's- you know. But but here's the thing: like,
4: it let's, you're let's, you you know, like, like your relationship of 30 years just is over and now you're newly single and you're, and you've got girlfriend, you know, your, your girlfriends are married, um, and you want to go out and you want to go out and you want to ha- go to a restaurant for dinner and you don't want to eat by yourself and you want to go to a theater, but you feel like a loser buying one ticket, you know, where did those women go and get a friend or find a friend? Maybe it's from church, maybe they do other things, but really, um, what what if you, you know, what if there was a place that you could call up and say, hey, I'm looking for a companion to do something with me today? And they're going, yeah, I would love to do something because I'm lonely too.
2: I think there is. but And when we come back from the break, let's talk about where we find friends.
1: Well, I'm just going to keep my, my yap shut at this point, because I think all my friends want to get away from their husbands and kids. I actually have the opposite problem of everybody's like, hey, Stan, I got tickets for this. Hey, Stan. And I'm also the one who, when the husband goes, there's no way I'm going down to downtown Los Angeles to watch Frozen with a bunch of screaming girls. I become the surrogate husband for every husband in town that doesn't want to do something, because I'm also willing to drive a big pickup truck. I'm willing to drive nice. a large minivan. And he so you come I with a am, drill. And I come with a drill. All right, we're going to be a back <laughs> after the break. This is Dynamic Women Talk Radio. We will be back.
0: <laughs> we're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
4: Welcome to Talking Net cutting-edge
5: radio it's the fitness minute with fitness expert annette hammond if you are working toward losing weight or if you want to maintain your current weight be sure that you're not drinking your daily calories researchers have found that most of us get 20 percent of our daily calories from what we drink many times we're not even aware of how many calories we're consuming by drinking a popular fast food restaurant Sells chocolate milkshakes that are a whopping 1,000 calories. A large white chocolate blended cream frappuccino has 630 calories... ...and that is without whipped cream on top. Drinks sweetened by added sugars compared to those naturally sweetened drinks... ...are almost identical in calories. So watch out for fruit juices. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute... Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
1: Hey girls, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Crater and Frankie Picasso and Kimberly Rinaldi and uh, Kathy Krafke. And we are. Having so much fun. Uh, now, I, we cut you off, Frankie, before we went to break.
4: Oh, I, I you know, I want to bring up another topic, actually. You know, many of us have lost our moms and our moms were like our best friend, really. Yeah. But for me, you know what? My other best friend is my daughter. And I get, I get to have a built-in friend because, because she's, you know, she's part of my family and, and she'll listen and talk to me about those things that I don't want, maybe want to bore my girlfriends with because, you know, they want to be happy. Or whatever, whatever it is. But she's my BFF now, and I think that that's really cool. That you know, I can go from my mom to my to my daughter.
0: I love that. This is Linda. I mean, I, I agree. My mom and I were very, very close, but I find that my daughter and I have a, a wonderful mother-daughter relationship. But I have friends of my daughter who seek me out mm-hmm. to talk to me, to to ask my opinion, both on business and personal life. And I am so flattered by those multi-generational friendships that these people want, you know, to, to hang with me, to do stuff. And I'm grateful for that. And I, I really remember growing up and I had parents friends who were probably 15 years younger than they were. And I loved that they had interest in me. So I I really do encourage on the women friendship side that don't always look just at your contemporaries, because I love the multi-generational view of such interesting conversations when you do that. You know, there's a
2: wonderful quote, and if y'all know where it is, I wish you'd tell me. I have searched for it Years and years and years ago, I was reading some of James Michener stuff, and in it, one of his characters says, "You should have a friend from each generation." And I, I love that idea. I've kept it stored in my heart all these years, and I I cannot find that quote. But if y'all, if anybody hears that, I wish they'd look for it and look for it. Yeah, but what wisdom to have a friend in each generation, at least one but it's great because it gives you
0: different perspectives yeah. it gives you different viewpoints you remain current you can persuade on other things um and you learn from those who went before you so kind of like our dynamic women round table here it does the same thing so i love having friends in different generations uh kimberly you
3: know it's I don't have children and my mother-in-law, my mother and I, who I love my mother, but I think she came from a foreign planet. We do not see eye (laughs) to eye on anything. (laughs) Oh my word. Um, I look at that familial line and my sister and my mom are more aligned. Um, I have my niece, but I I look, these are people that um, I have to spend time with.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I choose to.
3: I don't choose to because there's just not a lot of common ground there. So I, I pick family of choice. We were, we've were we been in our home 21 years. We were in it for about five. I was working in healthcare. I worked really extended hours. And I remember at one point, Mr. Rinaldi came in the house and he said, if one more person on this block says, I didn't know you were married, I'm <laughs> going to have to hit you. And I started laughing. He's all, seriously, can you, because we have, we have block parties and there's, you know, the progressive dinners at Christmas and, and I'm saying this with disdain in my voice because they insist I participate. Um, They just do a lot of stuff. It's a very community oriented block. And we were here five years before I stepped out of my comfort zone. I started playing Bunko with 12 women on the block, well, a total of 12 for the Bunko group. It, it ended up facilitating some of the closest friendships that I have had. So, you know, look in your backyard, look look in your neighbor's yard. Um, it took five years for me to step out. Now I have a neighbor who she knocks on the door and then calls and says, I know you're in there.
4: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And she's,
3: yeah, and I have, I have a security camera and she's all, and, and I know you're looking at me.
0: perfect that's so
4: funny oh my gosh you know kimberly you you said you made a really good point there and i i mean that's what friends are the family that we choose for ourselves right that's what they are and that's the beautiful thing about having friends is that we get you know they do become our family and and we get to spend time with people that we like not people that we have to so good point (laughs) thank you
2: i think so too absolutely kathy well, I was thinking about ways, like I love that idea about just playing bunko. I mean, that breaks down so many barriers. Just to invite a new person to your Bunko group allows that person to have an opportunity to have friends. And we all appreciate that kind of interaction. And having someone initiate with us is so precious to us. It makes us feel so worthy. But I also love all the, at a, you know, Dave and I hit this moment where we needed to renegotiate. I call it renegotiating the marriage contract. So one of the things was he was an introvert and I was a extrovert and I wanted to be out and do more things. So I just started volunteering at nonprofits and oh my gosh, the friendships I have now from creating gala fundraisers or giving my testimony about my abortion in public. I mean, that is just open doors that I never expected to walk through and beautiful friendships So even for introverts, and and many of my friends are introverts, and I would just say even for introverts, if you show up to help decorate a table for a gala event, somebody helping you is going to be drawn to your beautiful, quiet spirit that us extroverts really crave that kind of companionship in our life. So I think nonprofit work is a beautiful way to make friends. I agree.
0: You know, I've I've got to bust in here. Um, I think what you just uncovered was when we allow ourselves to show our vulnerabilities, which is easier as you get older because you're happy to share things because you realize that it will connect with other people. But when you share your vulnerabilities, you open doors for other people who maybe didn't realize that you had that experience or felt that way. And I think that we find it easier as we get older to share what we have gone through in the past because by walking that path, others that you're accessible and open to discussing it. So it's an, it's a different way to maybe make a temporary friend or a short term friend that may grow into a longer term friendship. Kimberly.
3: You know, I I deal with this when counseling um, women who have been divorced, getting back into the dating game, we have a tendency to invest at a level of relationship with first dates. And that goes with friends as well. Mm -hmm. The thing is they start in a circle, you know, going back to that circle modality and the tightest circle is you and then you and your partner and then out from there. Remember, invest at the level that this person is coming in. And I think that's part of the boundary issue. Um, It isn't the BFF the first time you meet. When you find a group or a program or a practice, as as Kathy was saying, you know, donating time, that needs you more, again, there's an alignment, and it's something that is dear to you. And invest in a coffee. Go grab an ice cream. Mm -hmm. Sit and chat for 10 minutes at the car before you jump in the car and run off to your next thing. You don't have to invest your time, effort, and energy at the BFF level, just like I don't expect you to jump in bed with that first date. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Great point. Frankie? You you know, I I love the idea of volunteering and meeting
4: people there because it it really is meeting people um, and it's heart centered, you know, people that have the same uh, passion that you have to help others. And I think as you get older, that becomes a value that is almost necessary for our our well-being. Uh, to help others. And all of us are in that place right now that we want to help other people. And h- hence the show, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, So people, you know, if you're listening to the show, we can be your friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think that's one of the reasons we began this program, because we realized that women sometimes don't have the friends to discuss these things with. And so having the opportunity to hear other opinions and to share them in this wonderful atmosphere that we do have here. It's no judgment, it's respectful, it's fun and it, and it opens um, your thinking. And I think it does make you more receptive to going forward and, and being more open to meeting people. Kimberly, what do you think?
3: You know, what, I agree. And as far as we go, the the five of us sitting here on this conversation today, this schedule of time that we get to sit down and we've got it scheduled. And, yes, there's a bigger picture, but this gives us time together. So this is how you have to start thinking about how you incorporate these new friends into your world. So I love this time. I, anytime, you know, the calendar comes up, I'm like, yay, we mm-hmm. get to sit and chat and catch up.
0: <laughs> it's, it's true. Okay. Kathy? Well, I was thinking
2: about things I've tried along the way that didn't work well for me. And one of them was I joined a political group. And I know we're all sort of, uh, we're our current event girls. We like to know what's going on and we're willing to vote and speak out. But I I don't know if this is true all over the country. I think it may be. In East Texas, the, some of the political events I went to were so dogmatic that I just got really discouraged. And I still am willing to speak my thoughts, but I try to do it very judiciously. I, I just found that was not the greatest way to make a friend.
0: Interesting. Oh, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I think the country is in an interesting spot at this point, and that's a tough way to do it. But as, I'd love to go around the circle one more time. We have about three minutes. And just if you had a, a, a tip beyond um, – How do you go beyond that cup of coffee? Because I think that first meeting is often fun and you you think, maybe I would like to get together with that person again, but so often it doesn't happen. And so any quick tips that you, or things that have worked for you that allowed you to take maybe a superficial get together or a, a first meet and take it further if that's what you wanted? Frankie, do you mind going, or Kimberly, go first?
3: You know what? I have it scheduled on my calendar. Really, I, have two, I do. I have two hours a week scheduled on my calendar that are sacrosanct. They cannot be filled by anything other than stuff that is friend related, stuff that is fun related. And two hours isn't much really. I like that.
0: So yeah, like what things are you talking about?
3: Whether it's lunch, whether it 's going shopping, a movie, sitting on the phone while I 'm in my backyard having a glass of wine with a girlfriend who's in Washington State in her yard, having a glass of wine, hmm. two hours every week dedicated to catching up with someone doing something
4: amazing Frankie you know going from coffee to friendship um, i I think that you know when you' when you are having that coffee engagement, um, finding out what you have in common, finding out what values you have in common. I, I think when you find that commonality, that's when you're able to go to the next stage. And, you know, I might look for an event that they that they love. Maybe like if they love boxing, I might go, oh, you know what, there's a boxing match, do you want to come? Or, you know, there's a fashion show, do you want to see it? Or there's whatever it is that they're interested in and I'm interested in at the same time. You know, it, it's being proactive and not sitting back and waiting for it to happen because it won't happen. You have to make all relationships Happen.
0: Absolutely. Kathy, just a few seconds left.
2: Yeah, I was going to say initiating leadership. You know, the scripture says we love because he loved us first. And sometimes we forget that first means we have to reach out. And so I, I love that. That's kind of a common theme here. Reaching out and initiating is so crucial in friendships.
0: You know, I just love spending the time with you. Thank you so much. We have been visiting today with Frankie Picasso, Kathy Krafke, Kimberly Rinaldi, Sandra Beck, and myself. And you're listening to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. If you like this show, go find out more at Dynamic Women Talk Radio. We will continue to bring you topics of interest that spark conversations with these amazing women. And we hope that you find your own amazing friendships. And please come join ours. Again, we're Dynamic womentalkradio.com and we will talk to you again next week thank you for tuning in today to dynamic women talk radio and join us each week you can find more shows on dynamic women talk